All right, welcome to the Action Martial Arts Power Hour. This is a show we talk about anything and everything martial arts related, movie related, stunt related, book related. A lot of times we don't even know what we're talking about. And this is Alan Goldberg's brainchild. Let me bring him on so he can clue you in on what's going on. Alan, the floor is yours. Hey, welcome back, everybody. You know, as Lou said, we have no idea what the hell we're doing. but We, we, we always have a great show. But the guy I'm bringing on tonight, we became friends over the last, well, a couple of months since then, and he does know what he's doing. That's why we have him on the show. So I hope that he makes us look good because, again, we have no idea what the hell we're doing. But I, I want to go over some news, uh, some things we're doing. Uh, you know that I'm always got uh, new projects, new things going on, and uh, I'm just happy to announce, I just put it up on Facebook, uh, I have the Owl Wing Chung number two is now out, will be up on Amazon by Friday for sale for everybody. It's a great issue. We got some great people in it. And uh, I tell you, just watch out for it. We're growing. And then we're working on also um, our magazine, The Hollywood uh, Martial Artist. That should be out within a couple of weeks. So we're waiting to do some photography if you guys, but that's coming out and we're very excited. And we have a different way of approaching it because we're not just putting it out in the martial art world. We'll be sending it to movie directors and guys that are stunt people. I mean, anyone that's in the Hollywood industry, that magazine's going to be on their desk. So the martial art end is important, but we also want the people in our magazine to be recognized for, for what they do, the people to know. I just got off the phone a little earlier with Billy Blanks, and he saw the cover that I was doing, the mock-up cover, and I said, Bill, do you want to? He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, of course I do. He goes, I just did a new movie and so on and so forth. So, you know, this magazine is something uh, I've made friends with so many celebrities within the martial art world. And it's kind of a little bit like me giving back and try to help. Because as you get older and things happen, faces are forgotten. Okay? That's why I'll get to my second point that I'm into something else I'm doing. All right? Uh, it's a thing called The Legends of the Fight. And it's called it's fightcoin.org. Uh, and it will be, okay, which is amazing, it will be a video game with all our friends, okay? I uh, already have Cynthia Rothrock, Annie Jed, Bill Wallace, Ray Mercer, Chuck Zito, uh, Ron Van Cleve, Jeff Smith, Billy Blanks now. And I have a list of other ones. I'm just waiting to finalize the okay on them. And let me just give a little background to where this is going. Uh, this is a video game that will be out. And they're a little cartoonish because we're looking for a younger crowd. But the video industry before COVID was at $11 billion U.S. alone. Okay. It's now at $63 billion right after COVID because everyone was sitting home. So what did they do? They played video games. So it's going to trend that it's still going to keep growing. People are used to playing games online now and it's getting bigger and bigger. But now I'm bringing my friends onto the video game. And the best thing about it, it's backed by, uh, you, people have heard of Bitcoin and many other the cryptocurrencies out there. And uh, we're coming out with a cryptocurrency and this currency will be one penny a piece, okay? When it hits, people will play and they use their coins. And what happens is, that the people that they pick, say they pick Chug Zito. In fact, I was just speaking to them. Well, and it's out of Australia, and it's going to be in 70 countries. But out of Australia, they're telling me that they love Chuck's character so much, they're going to make four Chug Zitos, okay, the people to pick. 
which is amazing. And I, and I love it because I love to put some money in Chuck's pocket and other people's pocket. And uh, it's funny, I was speaking to Benny Jet's wife, and she looks at me, she goes, when you told me about it, I spoke to my grandson. He says, are you kidding? Get, get grandpa run to that video game immediately. So we're working on that, and we're really happy. Uh, things are moving along. Uh, another project I'm working on out of Spain and Dubai, uh, that's coming to fruition very very soon. Uh, I hooked up with Louis Neglier, and we're bringing a team out to Dubai with the Spanish team that will be fighting there. And then we're doing stuff in Spain and so on and so forth. We have stuff in Russia we're working on and a couple of the various countries that are out there. So we're going to have a lot of fun, hopefully, the next year or two. Um, let's get rid of this COVID. If you don't have your shots, what can I tell you? Try to get your shots and you know, try, try to do the right thing for everyone in the public, not just me, you, or anyone else, but everybody. So some people believe in it. Some people don't. I got no choice. <laughs> I got to get mine. But now I want to bring my special guest on. And um, an unusual man. The man sent me a book, which I should have called an encyclopedia. It wasn't a book. And just scanning through it, looking at pictures, you start to go, oh, wow, look at this. Wow, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Amazing. And I'm, I've read probably about 20, 30 pages already. And I'm going through more and more every time I can. And the book is very interesting because it's got some great stories in there. And what I love about this guy is when I found out where he came from, he came from Brooklyn. He came from one of my own stomping grounds down in Canarsie, down in Brooklyn. So I love that one. Is it? So now let me bring my, bring my buddy on, Steve Lambert, great right. guy. Steve, you there? Let's bring on Steve. Steve's with us now. Hey, Steve, here. how are you? I'm fine, Alan. Canarsie, old Canarsie, old Canarsie, yeah. not new Canarsie. Old Canarsie, Remsen <laughs> Avenue, 96th yeah. Street. Alan, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And thank you. Nice to meet you, Louise. And hey, everybody out there. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoy this show. Well, you know, we let me ask you a question. We're waiting for a couple of other co-hosts to be on a little while. Okay. And, uh, you might know them out of different areas, but we, we're trying to make this a smaller world, and no matter where we are, people meet each other and involve with people. I mean, again, I just got involved with these guys in Australia. So, you know, to me, now with computers and telephones even, everything is so close. No, nothing is sure. the only problem you have. You got to watch your time differences because when I call the guy up, he's still sleeping four o'clock in the morning. I go, oh, I'm so sorry. So that's the only problem. You got to know your time time differences. Yes. But uh, I, the, this gentleman has done a little bit of everything. I'm uh, excited to have Stephen on. I'm yeah. really excited to have you on, Stephen. Yeah, uh, stories that you're going to share, man. Uh, yeah. People are going to enjoy it. Oh, I hope they do. Uh, yeah, you know. I, you know, even though Al and I don't know each other that long, uh, we know uh, a lot of people uh, um, um, uh, throughout the years. Uh, we know the same people. Yeah. yeah. There's like two degrees of separation. We're not doing yeah, exactly. thing. Two exactly. degrees. Yeah. And, and believe it, he's in Brooklyn. I mean, yeah. you know, how far did he have to go? So, I left uh, that place uh, when I was 13 years old, and mm -hmm. uh, my parents tricked me. They said we were coming to California on a vacation. What, what were and, they following the giant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got here and uh, they left me here after the summer mm. uh, to go to school. And uh, I hated it. I resented it. I didn't understand it. Um, I went to school and I lived with my grandparents. 
uh, and uh, a year later they came out. They came out, but for a year I suffered. I suffered for a couple of years, and uh, finally I found martial arts, and uh, that saved me. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got our buddy Vinny coming on, and you see Joe in the waiting room too. Yeah, I, I do. But let's let's get with Stephen because I he has so okay. much to say, and I want to get that out because these stories yeah. are amazing, and I think that people well, are just going to love them. So yes. you ba you based yourself in California. You got involved with your martial art, what you were doing over the years. But you took that and you brought it to a, a different level. Uh, you brought it into the movie industry. You've made your living through the movie industry. And, and that is a wonderful thing that's a dream, I should say, for so many people. And you were successful enough that you didn't were able to do it. So, well, I you know, I discussed a little more. just that in my book. You know, I'm... I'm a kid from Brooklyn, New York. Um, my schooling wasn't very good. Uh, C's, D's, F's. The only A I ever got in school was A, gym, in a gym class. That's the only thing. Or, you know, or it, Avenue A, who knows what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was a great athlete. Uh, I won the John F. Kennedy Award in sixth grade, physical fitness. Um, but I had no direction. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we lived in the Brownstone and uh, in Canarsie, next to Canarsie. And when I came out here at, at 13, um, it got even worse because I had no friends. I grew up in one place in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, I didn't understand the people. People didn't understand me. Uh, their ways <laughs> spread out, no friends. You know, people's personalities were all different. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't know where to go. And, uh, you know, at 14, 15, I found martial arts. I was walking down a Van Nuys Boulevard, a boulevard in uh, San Fernando Valley, and uh, saw this uh, Kung Fu school. And uh, it, it was very strange. People with black pajamas, you know, uh, <laughs> slippers, uh, with weapons I had never seen before, and uh, big glass and see-through window. and you know, I watched for 15, 20 minutes, and the teacher came out. Hey, I know Vince. Yeah, of course. I told you you would know oh, him. Let me bring, let me, let me, let me bring hey, Vinny on. Vince, Vince. Vinny, Vince, you're, all, you're with us we're, now. We're all from the same hair club, so we all should know each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But Steven's always been better looking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, you're just Sorry, being nice. Guys. You were, You and my mother. <laughs> what well, I miss? Steve, I gotta ask you questions. I, I gotta ask you one question. Is yes. bugging me. Uh, I, I got an email the other day when I, I told a couple people that you were going to be on the show, and someone came back to me and he said, "Listen, you know, Steve's coming on the show. He has some great stories and great things, but they also heard that we're talking about the work with Van Dam a lot over yes. the years. He did a lot of his movies, but you, what I did hear." You got to tell me if it's the truth or not that you and, and uh, in the quest, you and Frank Dukes worked together in that. <laughs> yeah, so he thinks, but uh, the trouble with that is I had never seen him before. You know, oh, really? Him being on the set any day, uh, that's, that's what blew my mind. You know, the funny part about that is I was invited to a luncheon in Beverly Hills uh, at a fancy schmancy place. With a director called me. He was invited by a, a, a professional uh, uh, race car driver. And uh, I said, okay, I'll go there because this particular director came from Israel. 
and I hadn't seen him in a long time, and he's a good friend. Okay, I'll meet you there. So I went there, and there was like six or seven guys there, and we were all introduced, and, uh, you know, one guy introduced me to Frank Dukes. He said, Frank Dukes, I said, Steve Lambert. Now, I had heard of Frank Dukes uh, years and years ago, uh, you know, just one ear and out the other, just the name mm -hmm. of a martial artist. Oh, most people feel that way. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I was so wrapped up in my career. Unfortunately, I didn't meet a lot of guys, real, you know, real martial artists like you. And uh, I had heard a couple of stories uh, about him. And uh, I didn't even know that he was involved mm -hmm. with uh, Jean-Claude in the past. But we sat down and, and uh, ordered lunch and uh, uh, a few people were talking, having conversations. And Frank broke in. And... Uh, uh, two minutes went by and Frank's still talking and, and 10 minutes went by and Frank is still talking and uh, very few people are able to get the words in now. I, I Unless somebody talks to me directly and asks me a question, I won't speak in front of people because uh, I, uh, I'm very shy. Believe it or not, when it comes to those kind of things, I'm very shy. You're, you're, it, you're listening. You're listening, Stephen. That's what uh, happened. Yeah. I don't know these people and I don't know people I get very uncomfortable unless, you know, you ask me questions and I, you know, unless we, 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 we're, we're talking specifically and I'm listening and 15, 20 minutes go by and he's still talking. He's talking all about himself and all, and I'm kind of daydreaming, looking here, looking there. And uh, all of a sudden he mentions the quest and says, he's the fight coordinator. At the quest. Uh, did you freeze? Did, did your head just like freeze and stop and, well, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. And typical, the New York, uh, you know, after all these years living in California, you kind of, in New York, you, you, get, you get a lot of practice, not used to New York, and, you know, but all of a sudden the New York came out and I said, what, well, what, you know, and he repeated himself and I just looked at it and I said, no, you're not. No, you're not. I, I was Stephen Lambert. You're a liar. You know? And he turned white as a sheet and you know, my director friend, you know, turned white as a sheet, uh, you know, because I'm usually an easygoing guy. Believe it or not, I'm an easygoing guy. And uh, and uh, uh, like I tell people in the movie business, uh, stunt business, there's there's one thing that you should never do. I mean, that's like the biggest thing. It's the most corrupt thing is claim something that you had never done before. And that's what he did. I mean, that is really bad. And that's a close-knit community too. So you can't do yeah. that and not get busted. You know, yes. It doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. You'll never work again. Yeah. If a, if, if a kid said that, if a guy said that, you know, uh, uh, to somebody, they'd never work again. And it's but happened. Steve, Steve it's the happened. Real problem, but the real problem with Dukes is he never did work. And I called him a liar and I told him he should be ashamed of himself. You know, you were never there, you know, and then he started saying he, he, he started to try to explain in a way, you know, no, I, I was uh, I, I also, you know, was uh, pre, you know, uh, pre-production. And I go, no, you weren't because I was, <laughs> you, know, you know, you're a liar, you know, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And I looked at my director said, friend and I just said, sorry, I got to leave before I get even madder. 
you know, and uh, and uh, I got up and I just looked at him and I said, you're worthless and uh, walked off. And, and just and to I, touch on that note, Stephen, to say something, yeah, because that's 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 when a man has a lot of guts. Mm-hmm. He's walking away. The guy says something and the guy's walking away. And uh, I'm, I, as I'm walking away, I'm waiting for him to say something. And I, I'm, I'm kind of not hoping, but at the same time hoping and ready because I turn around and I get in his face, you know, and, and call him a liar and, and see what goes on from there, mm-hmm. you know, because like, I don't get upset at a lot of things, but, but that's how yeah. Yeah. Y- y- you would feel the I'm same way. I'm sure, you but know, did- you might not take it as far. I would never raise my hands if, if, uh, unless, uh, you know, somebody raised their hands to me. You weren't in Brooklyn that long then. So, but Steve, what, what, what I wanted, what I wanted to interject is that he had a meeting with a whole bunch of people. He could have expanded his connection base and everything. Yeah. And he just tossed it out the window, which blows well, my mind. He didn't realize who I was, if I, if I am somebody, but, what I worked on and what I did, you know, he didn't realize that. He didn't know me from Adam. He never heard Steve Lambert. You know, unless you consistently work in the movie business, mm-hmm. you know, then you know me. Right. But he's he's not a stuntman. He's not an actor. He's not a writer. He's a wannabe, yeah. you know. Well, he knows he, you he's now. So. Doing, one thing, doing one thing. And who knows what kind of a help. See, I, I talk a lot about him now because we're talking about him. And it... it as the months go by, you know, it really frustrates me. And the things that he's done to other people, mm-hmm. like uh, Donnie Williams, I have a lot mm-hmm. of respect for that man. And the things he said about him, you know, know, infuriates me more. When I like somebody, and if you say something about this person, no matter who you are, you know, I'll defend you. So it's got, over the months, it's gotten, in my head, it's gotten progressive. Oh, what, what he was saying about Don Wilson. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a great guy, you yeah. know, and things that he said about him. And and I, I know I've done research, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not just a guy. Even though I've never met Alan Goldberg, I know a lot about you, you know, because I've heard over the years. And there, there are a lot of people, same thing with Vincent, you know. We know each other, but, you know, we don't really know each other. But this guy, you know, he's only done one thing with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And who knows what kind of help? See, when you work on a show, you get a team. And if a guy isn't experienced, if he was smart, he'd hire a good team, which most people don't do. So he might have had somebody on there helping him, you know. Mm -hmm. And a guy like that, I believe, you know, he's had help doing his one thing. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, he should be ashamed of himself talking about Donnie Williams like yeah, that. I agree. I yeah. agree. You yeah. you and thousands and thousands and thousands of other people. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And his friends that uh, that stand up for him, you know, uh, you, you know, they ought to take a good look and 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 really decide, you know, whether he's a real friend or not well, because uh, Guys like him, you don't want guys like him around yeah. you. Steve, we, but, me uh, and Vinny are still looking for the lost tapes. Vinny, where yeah, are Vinny, they? Where are God. they? We, we went to Star we're Trek. We went to Mars. We, uh, <laughs> we, 
Well, I've read people have sent me stuff about him, and I just I rack my brain and I ask questions. Why is he wearing those sunglasses all the time? Uh, that, that's, that's a really good question. That should have been a Jeopardy question. They got to get that yeah. on there. Because he know? told everyone he has blue eyes, but he lied so much they were brown. Yeah. So that's, that's the reason why well, he wears sunglasses. Well, then you avoid seeing the bullshit in somebody's eyes, you know. Exactly. If, if you're from Brooklyn or the Bronx, you, you can see that. Somebody, somebody, I love uh, truth. Yeah. I get along with everybody, you know. But like I said, that's a no-no in, in the stunt business. You never do that. And uh, I've uh, been around people who, who is that that has happened to. Right. And uh, it, it's a never a pretty picture. And like I said, if the person uh, is a, a guy starting out, it's an even bigger mistake because it gets around mm -hmm. and he'll mm -hmm. never work. No matter how good he is, he'll never work. Well, he hasn't. So that sure enough happened. <laughs> yeah. But enough Vinny, about that. Vinny, what's happening with you? I know you are going through that. But is it, Steven, isn't there a caveat to that? Everybody in Hollywood, as soon as they ask, you say, listen, can you do this? The answer is yes. No matter what. Yeah, I flew a plane yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I jumped out a window twice this size yesterday. I mean, that's just <laughs> how you break it. But after that. You got you got produced. You know, no, you remind me of a story. In the movie uh, business, I tell you, that's what you do. The guy says, "Can you do this?" Of course, I can. I've done it seventy-five times just this morning. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's just threw me out the window. What are you kidding me? Remind me of a story. I was working on the Greatest American Hero, an old TV show. I remember uh, that. I remember with that. Bill Jack, and there was a a guy, a very strange personality and all that. But everybody has strange. I have a strange personality. You know, but but he consistently back back in those days, it was pretty easy to get on the studio lots. Now it's impossible. You could just walk in. You know, uh, it, it 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 wasn't like it uh, is today. But uh, this guy would. I I did a lot of uh, Greatest American Heroes. This guy would consistently come on and uh, try to get a job. One day, about the sixth seventh time he came on the show, he came over to us, and I'll never forget it. I was with a guy named Mike Vendrell, Dennis Madlone, and myself, um, guy who doubled Bill Catton, greatest American hero, and a guy, great martial artist. He's passed away now, Mike Vendrell. Um, uh, he came over to us and he said, I want you to uh, hire, hire me. I want a job from you. You know, I have a lot of guts. I have a lot of power. Look what I did. And he ripped open his shirt, and he had taken an iron, a hot iron, like you iron a shirt, and put made an imprint on his chest, yeah. and he showed him how yeah. big and bad. Scared the hell out of him, us, and uh, we got uh, the PA. He's like an assistant director. Get this guy out of here. I never want to see him again. Yeah, that's a and, little much. Uh, out on the lot. Scared the hell out of us. Years later, there's a famous uh, uh, stunt guy. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, but he took him under his wing, and uh, uh, it got so crazy that this guy broke down his door and beat the hell out of him. He was an old guy, really? this stunt guy, wow. and uh, it, it was terrible. He got arrested, got put in jail. Thank God, you know, he's nowhere to be found now. But these are like stories that I write in the book, you know. Some are unbelievable, some... Uh, uh, you know, you'd call me and say, I, I can't believe you said that, 
you know, some are funny. Well, what's the name of your, what's the name of the book, Stephen? Stephen Lambert from the streets of Brooklyn to the halls of Hollywood. Beautiful. You can get it on uh, amazon.com. And anyone that's watching, you can see it right here on the screen. It's there. And you have to check out Stephen's book because the stories from, from, uh, I mean, you have from Burt Lancaster to, to, uh, to Kirk Douglas down the road or from, from, I, I, I mean, take you through my life, Brooklyn, New York, James Woods. Yes. Big time. A lot of stories about Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, but my time from when I was born till I was 13, the wonderful time, Skelly, stickball, playing in the <laughs> snow, opening up the, Fire hydrants, yeah. you know, and white cars, all that kind of stuff. The the gangs, the good, nice gangs yeah. used to have, like like the East First Side. Time you're on the got your gun. <laughs> yeah, Bowery Boys. Actually, had the Bowery Boys. It's funny. I was talking about Skelzies the other day. You know, we yeah, take the wax, yeah. put it in there, get it nice and mm -hmm. smooth, and you know, just play. Take a bottle cap. You get a crayon. You mm -hmm. melt the crayon. Uh, you let yep. the drippings go in the bottom cap. Uh -oh. Well, we took it off the bottom of school chairs, so that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, everybody had their way. That was a yeah, special uh, one. <laughs> yeah, our, our way is, you know, you, you broke into the candy store. You went in the basement, took a uh, a bunch of bottles, uh, and the bottle caps were on top. And then you go around the store, you drink the bot, you drink the cokes, <laughs> you go around, and then you, you get you get the deposit back. You know, the other one that broke into my candy store. I call it I I call it in the book innocent mischief. Yeah. That's yeah. a double hustle. You hustle in the store and you hustled out. Yeah, so. You know the funny thing about that, Steve? We when we were kids, most of us never did a crime. No, we were mischievous. And yes. we did some crazy things and things yeah. that we laughed about today. But no one, we didn't steal people's pocketbooks. We didn't no. die no. over the head, you know. Yeah. Those were the scumbags that did that stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's the difference. Yes. That was this the difference. was, uh, you know, I, I equated to, you know, the dead-end kids, the Bowery Boys. Yeah, the Bowery well, Boys. I should, I should add into that. Unless they deserve to get hit in the head with a bottle. Oh, that is a little different. That's a story yes. for another day, I guess. We don't yes. want, you know. <laughs> now, look, don't you have a... Don't you have a nice clip that you're going to put on uh, that we had? I, I, I tell a story real quick. It's a funny story. We would, me and my, my little gang, you know, innocent gang, would go into department stores, um, uh, you know, Macy's. Remember when they used to sell the big albums? Yeah. Uh, uh, the big albums? Well, you know, they didn't have any cameras. They didn't have any cops. We would we would stick, you know, 10 <laughs> albums underneath our shirts. And walk out with them. That's, that's funny. Mischief, you know, that's in innocent mischief. I tell a story in my book. My Jewish friend Mordecai got caught, and he always wore a yarmulke. And uh, they uh, they uh, brought him home, and he got in big trouble. He couldn't hang out with us for like two months. I, that I believe. That yes. I believe. Now, Steve, hold on a second. Well, you know, Lou's going to put something up, so you'll see. But a little thing he made up that. We even have cartoon characters looking for Frank Dukes' fights. Oh, yeah. So you know, we're going we, we, to play this right now. But, Vinny, I got to ask you a question. Do you have the, the tapes from the Rover? Okay, because this is the big question before we play this clip. Um, maybe you guys didn't pay attention to the, like, last week there was a giant <laughs> sunspot. <laughs> yeah. 
and it kind of like deflected the signal. But they tell me it'll be back around soon. It's an orbital thing. It's an orbital Sorry. thing. All right, so now it's, we're going to go. It's technical. What do you want? All right, we're going to play the clip for you guys. You can watch it. And if you enjoy Star Trek, you're going to like this. Scotty, we need to find those Duke's videos. Scotty to bridge, Captain. I'm giving her all she's got. We cannot locate the last Duke's videos. We have searched the universe and it will take light years to locate. Please advise. Damn it. Chekhov send a message to the Klingons for help. Okay, now we're now we're back. That was good. That, that was, was excellent. Yep, we, didn't that was we didn't see it. You'll well, see you'll, you'll see, see it later. It. Gonna, you'll see it later. We, we're gonna stream it to you just like we streamed it. Frank Duke's original fights too. So oh, yeah. get it someday. <laughs> From the rover. From the rover. That's it. So, anyway, yeah. I, so Steven, let, me, let me ask you a question. How how yes. was it to you know when you were working with James Woods, you I mean you know him so well, you call him Jimmy. How was it working with him? And and also you work with Charles Bronson, you know, this is like crazy that you have this history. Jimmy and I are very close. He's like a big brother to me. When we, when we first met, I was brought in. Uh, uh, they had a boss, a stunt boss on the show already. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, an older guy, uh, very, uh, a very good guy, a uh, very good friend. Uh, I was brought in to teach James Woods at the time how to look cool. In other words, move like James Bond, you know, move like a ninja, move like Bruce Lee, you know, just move cool, you know, which I thought was very odd mm -hmm. because I, I had never been asked to teach somebody those kind of things, fights, mm -hmm. things that had to do with fights. But, you know, to, to, to act like James Bond, Bruce Lee, you know, Mr. Cool. Was that bestseller, the, the, the movie bestseller? Yes. That was. Yes. I saw that movie and, four times, or five or six. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, so, so I got brought into that uh, to, to teach him that. So we hit it off the first couple of days, and, uh, uh, you know, like we knew each other for years. And uh, I have a habit. And there are some very funny stories in the book. I'll tell you real quick. Uh, as the days went by and the weeks went by, me teaching him, I started teaching him how to fight also. But the main thing was make him look cool. Walk cool, open up a door cool, you know, get in a car cool, you know, just look. Because Jimmy, you know, he's not an athlete. God bless him. He's a genius. Big Smart difference. guy. Did, didn't he go to yeah, MIT he, or something? His IQ is yeah, off, the it's off the charts. Yeah. I, I was doing a show one time and they gave him. Uh, they 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 uh, nixed ten pages full of dialogue, uh, and uh, uh, they gave him new pages. And he went in his dressing room, and within twenty minutes, he memorized it. Hmm. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he's he's literally a genius. What he's doing with me? Many stories in a book I tell about him, you know. But uh, I uh, uh, the story I was telling you to begin with, you know. So I started to teach him. So he goes to me, "Why do you?" Why do you wear those funny clothes that you wear? And I go, what do you mean funny clothes? Well, they're high-waisted, they're baggy, they're loose. And I go, well, you know, my life is about activity, you know, stunts, martial arts, you know. I'm always working out whenever I can. Even if I'm on the set and I'm not working, I'll find something to do like a piece of wood, mm -hmm. uh, a pie, and I'll grab the piece of wood and I'll, I'll do pull-ups, you know. I'll, I'll grab, a, a, you know, a, 
a mat that they have there and I'll stretch out, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take a broom and I'll do a, 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 a staff form, you know, things like that, you know, and I said, I always want to be loose, mm -hmm. you know, so they had already wardrobe on the show already had bought him clothes, expensive suits, expensive shoes. I mean, I was told that there was uh, something like $250,000 worth of clothes, right? Well, he went over to the producers in the wardrobe and said, I want to get all baggy stuff, baggy suits and all that. So they had to give back the wardrobe um, uh, that they bought already and get new wardrobe. Well, I had to go to a, something that was called a production meeting. A production meeting is when they get all the heads together mm -hmm. with the director and the producers and you discuss uh, the script from the beginning to the end, whatever department uh, it is, you know, they discuss what they need. Well, it got to wardrobe and he stood up and said, you know, I, I'm sorry, I don't have this all fully arranged yet. I have a problem with James Woods. And he told the producers and everybody, you know, what he did. You know, Jimmy said he wanted loose clothes, baggy clothes. So I had to take back all the clothes. And I kind of shrugged my head, you know, didn't mm -hmm. want anybody to see me. I hope, I hoped that Jimmy didn't say to them, you know, well, I, I want the clothes like Steve Lambert wears, you know. <laughs> you have to read it. It's funny. You had to have been there, you know. But situations like that. Um, and and we became best friends. Uh, he uh, That's all I was supposed to do for him on the show is teach him how to fight and teach him how to move cool. And uh, all of a sudden, I get a call from the producer. And the producer goes, I want you to take over the show. And I go, what do you mean? You have a, you have a stunt coordinator already. No, I want to, I want you to take over the show. You know, Jimmy wants you. And I go, why does he want you? Why does he want me? And he said, well, you know, he likes you a lot. He likes the way you move. And, and he feels that you're good company. And, uh, and I said, listen, thank you very much. But no, hung up, you know, because I'm a very loyal guy. And mm -hmm. the stunt coordinator on the show, his name was John Moyo. His name is John Moyo. Uh, he's a very good friend, and I would never do that to a friend. So uh, Moyo called me up because the producer called Moyo up, and he said, listen, and we work all the time, and when you're friends, you're nice and all that. Sure. And he understood, you know, what James Woods wanted, and he said, listen, I want you to take over the show. And I said, no, Moyo, I, I won't do it. And he goes, well, I'm not coming in tomorrow. You're going to take over the show, you know. And I hung up on him, and he called me four or five times uh, uh, back, you know, and, 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 uh, uh, finally I, I just gave in and I said, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, take over the show. And, and that's how Jimmy and I got together. And, uh, and, uh, he just saw my loyalty. You know, there are very few actors, stars that keep their stud people, uh, or, or whatever they use, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're people that help them. Uh, their makeup people, you know, their hair people, very few stunt people, uh, very few actors that do that. Yeah. Uh, Lynn Eastwood, Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Woods, you know. Dwayne Johnson few. has his stunt double for, yeah, for so many years. Well, well, Dwayne Johnson's had four or five. Yeah. He's had his recent one he's had for a few years, but very few keep him their whole career. Right, uh, that's because true. Because they get very <laughs> jealous and insecure. 
and it's the truth. You know, when we when when an actor comes on the set, he does his dialogue. When it comes to the action, he'll do a piece of it at the beginning, a piece of it at the end, a piece of it um, um, in the middle. You know, but he won't do anything that won't make him. You know, that makes him look bad. Right. You know, that's why they bring in a stunt double. Now, when he does his thing, he does a little piece, right? And then he stops, right? Then I do the entire thing, and I get a big applause. I get a data boy, you know? And most actors don't like that. Don't want that. They don't like it. And, and he was probably yeah. sitting there. Keith stood there, and he was probably clapping for you because he was excited about it. Yeah, and yeah. and what I always did, you know, just to show you, how a stunt person should act as soon as somebody applauded or said that a boy, I'd turn around and run off the set because I didn't want that. You didn't take care of the accolades, right? Right. Exactly. That that's that's the rule in my head because I want to keep a friend, a new friend, and I want to keep a goal of a stunt man is that the showboat. Yeah. Showboat and yep. to find an actor that likes you that'll keep your career going. Yep. You know, yeah. uh, you know, because James Woods is going to be doing a lot of movies and, mm -hmm. and it's branded as a tough guy, you know. So that's what you do automatically. Nope. Um, uh, even if, yeah, you know, you didn't want to work with him, you know, in the future. That's what a stunt guy is supposed to do. So that's what, but you can't help it because the cast and crew applaud, you know. Yeah. I'm a I can't study do anything about that, but you know. Yeah. Steve, give me yeah. give me a second. I want to. Yes. And he was telling us last week when we were on the show that he had a couple in interviews for films. Anything happen with that, Vin? No, they're waiting now. See, they they ask you to read. I hate these Zoom readings. Steven, do you like these Zoom stuff? These no. days, I hate them. I never liked reading. I never liked reading. You know how I got most of my good jobs? I just went in there, and I just said, look. I don't want to go through the hoops you're going to put me through, you know. I'll memorize this stuff, but don't make me do it now, you know. And I act like the character that they want me to be in whatever they give me. And, you know, I'll do some of the dialogue. It just depends. But I, I've always hated dialogue. And if you give me something, uh, you know, I, I've, been, I've been brought in to do sweet parts, nice parts. And I just say, no, you know, uh, I can't do it. I, I got to be a bad guy. You know, that's what I'm good mm -hmm. at. You yeah. know, a bad guy. You got to do it yourself. You got to put yourself on camera. You got to slate yourself. You got to yeah. be your own lighting guy, your own director. <clears throat> and then if you don't know the technology, you get lost in the translation between the casting director, now the agent, and this transfer stuff. So, yeah, I always go to the guy, the director, or the casting person. Or the producer or the stunt coordinator said, "Listen, give me a shot. You know, look at my work in the past. You know, let me meet these people. I promise. You know, I'll have the dialogue down. And and thank God, most of the time, a stunt guy, even when they come in for a, a, an acting part, you know, we really don't have any. You know, a lot of lines. You know, mm -hmm. five, six, seven lines." And, and they're done, you know, not all at once. So, you know, I had that going for me. And I used to get, there was a lot of times where I forget my 
my dialogue and the script supervisor, you know, would say, no, no, you're supposed to say the, you know, not hey, <laughs> you know, and I would look at the super. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I look at the director. I said, were you happy, <clears throat> Mr. Director? He goes, yeah. And I said, okay, leave me alone with the one word, you know, mm -hmm. and that yeah. happens all the time. As well, that, you know what it is? They want us yeah. to show as if they're working. So yes. they got to make you the damn guy. Yep. Yes, yes. That's what it is. And, and that's the kind of attitude I always had because I'm not a James Woods. I'm not, I can't remember every word, mm -hmm. you know. I'm going to like change the order. Yeah, but you I'm know, like when, you, when you, when you ad lib and you improvise, that makes for a better end result for the most part you're because correct. your natural personality is coming I'm out. You know, and yeah, that's good. And, and look and at Vinny, he does it all the time. He doesn't read. He just goes. He looks at the paper, he just goes. Yeah. Well, like Stevie, they said, there's nothing like, listen, in my world, I never sh I never made a collection on the phone. When I show up at your door, you pay. That's, <laughs> That's the way right. it works. Come on, baby. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, funny, you know, in my day, I never did a Zoom. I always did it in person. Right. You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm semi-retired now, so... Yeah, you know, if I got I got a I got a call to go to work uh, a week ago, and and the guy called me said uh, you available? I got a couple of days for you. It's an easy thing. I said it's an easy thing. I don't want it. I said mm. thank you very much. You know, that's it because I've done my thing. You know, right. unless mm. it's something that 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 tinkles right. my shoes. Right. Yeah, you, you've, you've done your yeah. bit parts. You've done that stuff. So, you know, right now, if you're going to be involved in a project, it needs to be something that's interesting to you. Yes. Yes. Steve, I, you know, I, the funny thing, I get casted myself for either a mobster or a cop. And then I go to a place, they want me to be a fucking mailman. I tell them, are you kidding me? I'm not a freaking mailman. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you, you got to do even with all this new technology and the way you got to do it, I had the casting came in for a movie. He was in English and Italian. They wanted you to do the dialogue in both languages. So I said, you want me to do one whole take in Italian, one whole take? He says, yes. I said, okay. I called my friend, who uh, Giuseppe Lazalvo, who it was on the Oscars with me, played the other Roman. I said, I need you to come over here and teach me this dialogue right. I want to do it phonetically. I want to get this job. And he says, Vincenzo, what are you doing? He said, what's the role? I said, I'm going for the Italian guy. He goes, I'm up for the same role. You want me to <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's you know, funny. I, he, couldn't I, do the, he couldn't do the English role. That was the thing. Well, I had to watch him. You know, you don't know. He'd give you a word wrong, and you say it, piss off the director, and the guy hey. slipped it in. He, he, was, he was giving you the horns way. probably for that one, Ben. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I walked out of, a, uh, of an interview. I once, uh, I once came for an interview. They said they they wanted me to, uh, uh, they liked my built, and they wanted me to uh, do some stuff on a beach in a in a bathing suit, you know. Uh, so I went, I, I went there. I went to the interview, and uh, I walked in and and uh, stood 15, 20 minutes. They brought me into the office, and they had beach balls all over the place, and they threw me a beach ball, and they said, "Okay, we want you to dance around throwing up the beach ball," and I looked at him. And I said, well, thank you. And I threw the ball back to him and I left. Yeah, you know, not for me. Not for me. And they were, doing, they were trying to do it in slow motion, right? <laughs> not they for called me. me one. They uh, called me for one from the Polar Bear Club. They said, you're going to do a commercial. It's at the Polar Bear Club. I said, I don't even like to look in the freezer. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. 
No yeah. way. You know, you know, I, know, know I, I was blessed no, because I was working bear, all the time. Dr. Bob, Dr. Bob's brother does that polar bear stuff out here in Long Island. Oh. I look at him like, are you nuts? Vin, yeah, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. Vin, Vin, Mark, for, for, for like three years in a row, dragged me to Long Island to yep. go to this polar bear thing. And I said, listen yeah. to me. I said, I'm not going in there. It's 20 degrees. Okay. So the last time he took me, it was fucking six. Oh, it was 65 degrees. Okay. And uh, I said, everybody was going in there. Girls are in there with bikinis. I said, you know what? Maybe I'll do this time. You know, but um, it's just it, it's 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 an interesting gathering, uh, no yeah. question. Interesting. I, I, gathering. Just, I just had lunch the other day with with Mark and uh, Tom Renner. Uh, we, we had some good stories going over. It's always good to get together with your friends and so. Sure. And Frank Dukes showed up, and it was very much more interesting. But anyway, he did. He, he we did. still don't have those tapes. Yeah, yeah. We no, wait, wait. After week, week after week. That's another story. You well, know, Frank Dukes. James Woods, um, there's some wonderful stories. You know, I've been with him like 40 years. Wow. And there's some wonderful stories in there. We've we've always been very close. We've hung out together. Uh, God bless, I knew his brother. He would never do a movie without me since we met. Even if it didn't have any action, he demanded to have me there. I, I'm a very lucky man with him. And uh, That's a different and, degree uh, of loyalty, Stephen. I like that. Very, like I said, he's a big brother, yeah. and uh, and uh, he's a very smart man. And uh, uh, right now, he's being uh, blackballed because he's a Republican. A very yeah, that's happening. He was in Facebook jail, Twitter jail, IG jail, yeah. whatever. I, yeah. I've seen that. You know, look, you uh, can voice your opinion. Everyone has an opinion. Doesn't mean that yeah. you're, you know, you say what you're going to say. This is America. I just, I, I just had it right? the other day. I just had it the other day, and someone called me, called me a racist. And the joke I put up had nothing to do with race. I just looked at him. I said, "Are you freaking kidding me? It's a yeah. freaking joke." But anyway, but, but you know you how know, how sensitive things are Jimmy getting. You know what Jimmy says to me when mm -hmm. we talk about that? You know, he says, "F him." You know, I'm having the time of my life having this time off. I've done so much stuff. I got so much money in the bank. I don't need them. Yeah. And yeah. now what he's doing, he wants to direct. He's that, writing. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. That, that right there, he, he would be profoundly he's successful. A director. Yeah. I, I worked on a show. Uh, it was a life story about a guy in prison. Uh, he was on a death sentence. I, I've, I've done so much I can't remember uh, the names of the movies, but uh, it, it was a period thing, like in the 30s or 40s. I remember um, the movie. Uh, he played a character, and uh, and the director was a very close friend of him, his name, uh, James Harris. Uh, wonderful guy, really nice guy, but he wasn't a very good director. So Jimmy sat him down, and Jimmy directed the whole movie, and he was starring in it, you know? And that was the first time I saw him direct, and, and he's... He's excellent. He would direct the actors. He would direct, you know, himself. And it was an amazing thing to watch. And over the years, we go play cards. He loves he loves playing Texas Hold'em. He loved his mother. He loved his brother. They passed away. I was with them. I tell stories in the book. When those things happen, you, you, you'll get a tear in your eye. You know, uh, he's a wonderful guy. He's a loyal guy. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people have misconceptions about him. Because he's really a pussycat, 
Um, you know, uh, uh, he'll go nowhere. He'll go nowhere near action. But you know, the God thing is, he, he doesn't allow himself to get pushed around by phantom so, people behind a computer. That's the problem. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. So, Steve, you know, something I just noticed tonight that you you had the, the opportunity to be friends with Mr. Woods, which was phenomenal. And I find a lot of guys that get in the industry, like Vinny's very close to Mr. Montana. Okay, it's a dear friend of his. I am. I'm very close to Joe Piscopo. He's like my brother. Me too. Okay? Me too. Yeah. Oh, Joe! Joe and I are like forget it. I mean, we, oh, mention my name. Okay. We we are so close. We did a a commercial. He played Bruce Lee. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I know. It was a James really Yeah, I hired James Lewis. I, ha I hired all uh, Bill Riyasaki, uh, uh, Jeff Amato, Tadashi, Douglas Wong, Alfred Leon, Magnificent Seven of Martial Arts. I call him. But we became very close friends. Let, let me tell you something for the audience out there. Joe Piscopo is one of the nicest men I've ever met. No question. Sincerely nice, real nice in his heart. I'll tell you how close, how close we are. He comes to my event. Yep. And he's and been. He just, hold, hold that. I, I saw a piece of tape. A piece of tape was sent to me where he went to your event and he mentioned my name. And mm -hmm. I was very honored. You know. I oh, yeah, with the commercial. He was talking about the commercial. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yes. And that's how, that's what yeah. a wonderful guy he is. He's, he's amazing. And let me tell you something. We, we became good friends about 20 years ago. He comes to my event. I'll say he's been at a 20 events. He's been to at least 12 of them, okay? I see you know, he comes, he comes to my event and he sings and he greets the audience and he stays around for people. He don't have to do it because, no. first of all, I don't pay him. He does his friendship. And I tell people, if you know Joe Piscopo, he's one of the kindest, nicest people you'll ever meet in your and, life. And he breaks out in song like nobody's Oh, yeah. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. NJ, NJ. He's back of our shoe. I'm longing to stray right through the very heart of it. NJ, NJ. He's got a radio show. He's got a radio show in New York now. He, uh, he I, invited me. He said, the next time you're in New York, come on my radio show. And we'll talk about yeah. your book in old time. So let me tell you a story about uh, uh, him and Chuck Norris. Mm. Uh, do you remember that movie he did with Chuck yeah, Norris? Psychic. Psychic. Yeah. Well, he called me up uh, and said, I want you to come down. Chuck wants you to come down. I spoke to Chuck. He said it was okay. Here's the time and the place and all that. So I went down. Nobody knows this. Well, uh, you, you saw what he put on film, but Joe Piscopo put on a show the whole day. For, he acted like Mo Lowry and Curly. Oh, yeah. Terry Lewis. No, yeah. Chuck Norris couldn't, couldn't fight. He couldn't get up to do the scene. He was laughing so hard. The whole day, we probably wasted five hours on laughter. Yeah, don't and do a many was, don't move don't do a movie with Vinny. He'd have you on the floor all day too. This guy. I love it. I love it. But but 
Chuck is a class, and what a gifted, talented guy. 100%. I mean, yeah, he works so hard to pull off that Bruce Lee character, yeah. and, and, and he respected it so yeah. well. You know, uh, I he, mean. Uh, he came on my stage with that, and he saw James Lou sitting in the, right next to him. He just looked, he goes, James Lou. So, and J Joe is the type that gives props to people. He doesn't yeah. hold back to himself. He's, he's humble. Uh, I was in I was in with him at one time and we were walking through the airport and the LA Lakers were there. And he they were getting on a plane so and he stops them and says, You know who he is? And he brings them to who I am. And he goes, <laughs> they go, Hey, you're Joe Piscopo. And he goes, No, this is Alan Goldberg. He taught Bruce Lee everything he knew. <laughs> you know, you crap me, but this is this is the type of stuff that he does. Yeah, about three years after we did that commercial, he called me up and he says, "Hey, Steve, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to Vegas. I'm doing show a show, uh, Frank Sinatra comedy, all the all the impersonations I do." I said, "I'm also going to do the Bruce Lee character, right?" And I said, "Oh," he goes, "I want you to come and play the ninja character, right?" play a ninja. So that's what I did. He brought me there first class and, and for like uh, three times, uh, for like uh, three weeks, um, each time I was in Vegas playing the ninja character. That was the, he was, that was the golden nugget he was at? Yeah. 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 yeah Cause I, I, was, I was with him there one time. Yeah. So, I mean, we might've met each other too. Yeah. He remembers and he respects you and he's your friend and, yeah. and he's just a good guy. So I can't wait till, I get a chance to go to New York again and see him uh, in person. But we talk uh, on his birthday. We talk mostly. We talked mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, on his birthday every time. I, I what get you should home. do is call, call him to his show one day. I'll send you his phone number to call uh, him he, to the show. He he gave me his phone number, but I I want to I don't want to I don't want to uh, uh, do a little bit. You know, he said he'll bring me on the show. So I'd love to come on a show. I don't want to uh, do something that, uh, you know. You want to take advantage of it so you have more time to spend with him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting. Hopefully someday I'll, I'll get to New York for some reason and uh, and uh, go on a show. He said, you know, he said, I'll have it. You don't have to give me, uh, uh, you know, any um, uh, times or dates. You know, you just tell me, call me up, and I'll have you on the next day. Yeah, he's doing very well, thank nice. God. I mean, nice. you know, oh, yeah. deserves you know, it. We learned so much from the show. So many things I didn't know, and like I've read about you forever, Stephen. Not to say that you're older than me. I don't mean to say that, but <laughs> I've been reading about you forever, and I had not known your relationship with James Woods. And I had the honor of working one day on the specialist with him and Alan Graff. And I remember sitting there one day in front of the um, what's the Biltmore Hotel, I think is where we did it. And yes. sitting there in the Grove, and he, I go, that's James Woods. And he came walking out with his assistant. And Very we're right up there and he goes, just like this, How, how's my hair? How's my hair? <laughs> and I was yeah. like, James Woods is so cool, but now nah, nah, you meet the guy. And I say, Steven, 
props, man, because he what he's doing on camera. Wow. You, you, you caught him at a moment that he wasn't sure of something, you know, yes. and, and things like that are constantly on his mind. He's very concerned about those things. I, I've been asked that many times. How's my pants? How's my shirt? You know, he'd do some dialogue and he cut on a specialist. Uh, do you remember that scene? This is a classic. I write about that in the book. Remember that scene where he's talking to Stallone over the phone? Stallone's talking to him and he's in the police station and he has all those uh, people, uh, all the cops manning the telephones and all that. And most of them are women. Well, that scene was all set, right? The dialogue was in and everything. He came over to me. He didn't tell the director or anything. He came over to me, he goes, Steve, watch what I do here. And I go, what do you mean, what are you gonna do? He goes, watch. He goes, you saw me rehearse, you saw the dialogue I had. I go, yeah. You know, he goes, just watch, right? So they go to shoot it, they roll cameras action, right? And, and that whole entire scene, you know, if you ever get a chance to watch that movie, he goes nuts on Stallone. You know, he just blasts and all that. The whole entire scene was improvisation, right? And if you look at the actors that are at these boards, these switchboards. They're in right? shock. <laughs> They're in shock. They don't know, they don't know what's what to going do. on. They don't know what to do. We can't ad lib. Yeah, we don't know. Fuck you, Ray. Fuck you. You killed your bombs. How many? 10, 50, 100 before you lost count with your bombs on the bridge in Bogota, your bomb in the cabana. But you're getting sloppy, Ray. You broke your famous code, didn't you? You killed an innocent bystander, Ray. And it's just eating you up inside, isn't it? Well, you were always too fucking sensitive. But guess what? I'm coming, Ray. I'm coming to take all the pain away. I'm gonna fucking cut it right out of you. And I'm gonna close your heart in my hand. I'm right behind you. And I know you, I know you. And at the very end, right, Wood stops behind one of them. And he yells right back. And, and the girl goes like that. And the director goes, cut, print, you know. That I remember. That, that I remember. All the dialogue was improv, but yeah. it, it made sense to what, they needed what the director wanted, so he just took it up, and he did that a lot. You yep. know, yeah. perspective. Do you realize we're on an hour already? It feels like we're only on five I minutes. Talks a lot. When I enjoy something, I talk a lot. Yeah. Well, no, no, I love it. But here's what I'm going to say to you, because you know we we had to introduce you to our audience and ourselves basically, so we all know each other. Yep. And what I want to do is have you back on, and yes. I want you to come on with the book. And go through the book with different stages of the book. Yep. Because what, what I've read already was phenomenal. But I think you, the audience has to know something from your mind, your mouth, your ears, whatever you do, and kind of put it out to them a little differently. Yeah. But it really well, can see something. I have 5,000 stories plus in there. And you breeze through it, you know, the table of contacts will fool you because mm -hmm. I, I didn't go the normal table of contacts. I kind of yeah. made jokes. I kind of made hints and jokes, you mm -hmm. know, on context. So breeze to it. There are stories. I, I mean, there's so much in that book uh, that you can't even touch upon. And pick out your favorite stories and mention them and talk about them. And mm -hmm. and uh, you know, there's some great stories. You know, from Arnold Schwarzenegger to 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 Jackie Chan. I, I think this is going to be a three-part yeah. series, Stephen. 
I think it's gonna be three part series. We gotta do it. We're gonna we're gonna get you. I tell you what, let's bring you on next week again. Debbie Reynolds, James Cagney. You know, I mean, let's let's get you on next week and concentrate on the book. All right, and we won't talk about Frank Dukes. Maybe again we will. We don't know, but uh, we're just gonna make a close up now. But let let's get you on next week again. And we could have some fun and just make make this like our intro. All right. Yeah. So let me just let me just close up. Okay. And I just want to do my round. Thank you, up. Thank you everybody. Oh yeah. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Vinny, anything new you want to tell us before we close up? No, I'm just waiting to see on these roles what happens with them. Well, you know, we always see what happens. You know, and uh, Stephen, great respect, sir. I I've seen you at so many events, and we've never just sat down and broke bread, but. Um, we got. We have to do it, sir. Oh, we'll have to. Next time we see each other, we we'll have to talk some more. Um, yes, it's a true pleasure uh, uh, um, meeting everybody here, talking to everybody. Thank you. I'll be more than happy to come on again. Just let me know. Um, we'll PR the book some more and tell some wonderful yeah, yeah. stories and have some good laughs. Definitely. And 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 you'll get to some stories in there where you'll say to yourself, "I can't believe he he said that." You know. <laughs> <laughs> and there are many stories in there from martial artists, people that you know, that, uh, you know, if mm-hmm. you go over it, you'll, you'll want to ask me some questions about it. No, we're going to definitely yeah, do that next week. Yeah. Alan, so bring it now home. You see, now, you, now you see the show. Now you realize we have no idea what the frick we're doing. But it's <laughs> That's a lot of fun. That's it's a lot, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun what we do. And you know something like a great emails all the time for people that just love the show. So, Lou, anything you have to add into no, it? No, 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 we're good. Take it home, Alan. All right, good. All right, folks. Thank you. Good to see you. Make that, we're going to make this part sir. one, and we're going to do next week, we're going to do part two with Stephen because he's got so many great stories. And what is nice about it, he's talking about himself and what he's done in his career, but he's talking about other people's lives and seeing it in a different eye than we would ever not even hear about it. No, and I talk to you just like we're talking now, and I tell you, I try to give you the vision and the thoughts mm-hmm. about what went on. I bring you back what went on, like yeah. read Arnold Schwarzenegger stories. You read Sven Thorsen stories. I mean, you read Mel Gibson stories. Go on, your Steven Seagal stories. Yeah, you laugh your ass off, and well, I put you in that situation. Well, don't 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 go away because we want to talk off air on a couple things. So don't go away. Uh, I I just want to thank the audience again. Thank you for following us and being with what we do. Again, we have no idea what we're doing, but do we do have fun? And we got we all have some great projects to work on. And my idea about what we do within this industry and other things is to help each other. And you know, I'm the first guy to always say, if you're an asshole, we ain't helping you. If you're, good, if you're a good guy, we're going to help you. And you know something? I have found out that most of the people in the, this industry are good guys. So we got to give a lot of help to everybody. Part of everybody's, you know, career. We help each other. So, guys, thank you very much. I thank Lou. I thank Hive. I thank my buddy Vinny and Steve. We we're honored to have you on. And thank you so much. And next week, we're going to have some more fun. Don't go away because we want to talk to you again, too. Thanks, folks. I want to pay the highest possible property tax And we don't care that our governor was gay But you better believe